Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In the horror genre, perhaps even more pivotal to a film's success than a smart script and strong director is the actual design of the antagonist itself. This is, of course, especially true if we're talking about creature features, as nobody wants to go in expecting Cthulhu and getting Gonzo from the Muppets. If you thought the following designs were strictly original though, then think again, because inspiration often strikes from the strangest of sources. I'm Josh from WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 classic movie monsters with unexpected origins. Number 10. Gremlins' as George the Mogwai was modelled on Edward G. Robinson. The Gremlins were the preeminent cutesy critters of 80s cinema. Though there were many imitators released in the wake of Joe Dante's classic creature features, the overpowering charm of the Gremlins films cannot be denied. In a rare case of a sequel easily bettering its predecessor, 1990's Gremlins 2 The New Batch saw Dante ratcheting up the campy satire to intoxicating levels as he threw every madcap idea he had at the screen to see what stuck. And honestly, most of it does. Best of all, the dozens, if not hundreds, of unique gremlin designs. There's a spider gremlin, a bat gremlin, an electronic gremlin, a sexy gremlin, and even a super smart gremlin, among so, so many more. And then there's George, who in his big-mouthed cigar-chomping gremlin form was in fact modelled after legendary gangster actor Edward G. Robinson, as confirmed by gremlin star Zach Gilligan. It's easily missed if you're not much of a 1950s film noir buff, but absolutely uncanny once you realise. I mean, those lips are unmistakable. Number 9. Godzilla was based on the Redosaurus from the Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Now, you would be forgiven for assuming that Godzilla was an entirely original creation for Toho's classic 1954 monster movie. However, its design was actually based heavily on the gigantic carnivorous dinosaur known as the Redosaurus from an American monster movie released the year prior. That being the beast from 20,000 Fathoms. But if you're going to steal, you may as well steal from the best, and with the Redosaurus having been designed by legendary stop-motion artist Ray Harryhausen, who better to pilfer from? Better still, this monster was originally supposed to have atomic breath, yet this was cut due to budgetary restrictions and ultimately used for Godzilla instead, where it's one of the monster's defining characteristics. Godzilla has, of course, undergone several makeovers over the past 65 years, 
Yeah, some good, many bad. But the creature's original DNA resides in an American monster movie, which given that the original Godzilla is a thinly veiled criticism of the American nuclear program is a little bit ironic. Number 8. Pan's Labyrinth's Pale Man is a fusion of a Goya painting, manta rays, and Del Toro's loose skin. Guillermo Del Toro is one of the most creative filmmakers working today, in large part due to his ingeniously thoughtful and often intensely unsettling creature designs. By far, the most memorable monster in his masterful Pan's Labyrinth is the Pale Man the child-eating entity which young Ophelia faces off against. But the sublimely creepy monster had two very specific influences. For starters, its wiry look and penchant for eating children were both inspired by Francisco Goya's iconic painting, Saturn Devouring His Son, while its grotesque nostrils and far-apart eyes were modelled on the underside of a manta ray. Del Toro said, quote, As a kid, manta rays freaked me out, because if you flop a manta ray on its belly, you can see a little mouth and two nostril-like openings, but the eyes on another side, and I find them really creepy, end quote. Like, alright Del Toro, you are correct, but Jesus Christ dude, that's now all I'm going to ever see, so thanks for that man. As for the creature's sagging skin, well, that was an even more personal touch from the filmmaker, who had himself become the recipient of some loose skin after losing a significant amount of weight during pre-production. Number 7. Jabba the Hutt was based on film noir legend Sidney Greenstreet. You probably won't be much surprised to learn that Star Wars' gelatinous intergalactic gangster Jabba the Hutt was partly modelled on both annelid worms and snakes, but you probably aren't aware that there was also a decidedly more human inspiration for his final look. Legendary British actor Sidney Greenstreet is best known for his supporting roles in classic 1940s Humphrey Bogart movies such as The Maltese Falcon and Casablanca, but also served as the primer for Jabba's overall screen presence. This is to such an extent that Jabba was initially supposed to wear a fez, homaging Greenstreet's fez-wearing antagonist in Casablanca. That's right, a fez. Imagine that. Imagine how much history would have changed if this ended up being the final design. Please, editor, chuck a fez on this guy. Just, just imagine this for a second. Let this sink in. Special effects supervisor Phil Tippett recalled George Lucas telling him to make Jabba look, quote, alien and grotesque, just like Sidney Greenstreet, end quote. And seeing the two side by side, it is easy to appreciate how Jabba is basically a gooey caricature of Greenstreet's facial features. Still, that's quite the backhanded tribute if there ever was one, George. I mean, I wouldn't be happy with that. Number six, the Predator was influenced by Rastafarian warriors. There are few creatures in sci-fi lore as iconic as the Predator, and director John McTiernan smartly hired late visual effects wizard Stan Winston to conceptualize and execute the titular monster's design. Winston received some of the most random inspiration, however, when meeting with producer Joel Silver, who had a painting of a Rastafarian warrior in his office. Winston said, quote, I saw that and I thought it was a great starting concept for the Predator. I started drawing and designing this alien character with quills that in silhouette would look like dreadlocks, end quote. Furthermore, we have none other than James Cameron to thank for the Predator's distinctive mandibles, which was casually suggested by the Terminator filmmaker while sat on a plane next to Winston during pre-production. Hilariously, Winston humbly appreciated how much assistance he had in creating the Predator, saying, quote, Between the Rastafarian painting in Joel Silver's office and the mandible idea from Jim Cameron, I came up with Stan Winston's Predator. 
and I take complete credit for it, even though I had nothing to do with it, obviously. End quote. Number five, Freddy Krueger was inspired by a pepperoni pizza. The actual genesis of the concept which would become a nightmare on Elm Street was a 1970s newspaper article Wes Craven read about a Cambodian survivor of the killing field suffering a nightmare so vivid it caused their heart to stop. But the ultimate design of franchise antagonist Freddy Krueger went through numerous agonized iterations, and only when special effects artist David B. Miller was chowing down on a pepperoni pizza one night did he finally realize what needed to be done. Miller didn't even finish noshing the pizza, he took it home immediately and used its doughy torn texture as a reference for Freddy's melted face. Clearly, it was worth the pizza getting cold, but I mean, who doesn't love cold pizza anyway? Because Freddy's grotesque countenance is one of the series' most recognizable elements. And look, I get it too, pepperoni pizza already gives me nightmares just on its own. I mean, what if it's overloaded and the pizza gets too greasy? What if there's not enough toppings and you're only teased with a taste? It's a truly terrifying eating experience. Number four. The Xenomorph is basically a walking, murderous penis. Even more iconic than the Predator is Alien Xenomorph, a creature whose design and physiology have fascinated and terrified audiences for 40 years. The monster was of course created by inimitable Swiss painter H.R. Geiger, who won an Oscar for his work on Alien special effects. The Xenomorph's final design was influenced by Geiger's 1976 painting Necronom 4, which depicted a decidedly phallic-looking creature fully in line with Geiger's penchant for sexually provocative imagery. And though the Xenomorph's bulbous head was made slightly less penis-like for the sake of as close to subtlety as the artist can get, Geiger nevertheless sneaked in as much suggestive content into his designs for the movie as possible. Most notably, of course, the Xenomorph being born by penetrating through characters' chests after they were effectively sexually assaulted by a facehugger. And that's not to forget that the various alien chambers are accessed through entrances that look a hell of a lot like vaginas to me. And Geiger's original design for the Xenomorph egg was also supposed to look like a vagina as well, until he was assured that it would never get past the MPAA. Between its violent, penetrative birth, phallic design, and the often ambiguous nature of its attacks, especially the possible sexual assault of Lambert in the first film, it's safe to say that the Alien franchise has earned its consistent spate of R ratings. Number three, the host's monster was based on Steve Buscemi. Bong Joon-ho's cult classic 2006 monster movie revolves around a gigantic amphibious mutant monster terrorizing South Korea. And though the director's immediate influence for making the movie was a news article about a deformed fish located in a nearby river, he turned to a major Hollywood talent for a more intimate inspiration. That's because when completing the creature's design, Joon-ho referred to none other than Steve freaking Buscemi. In his own words, quote, I tried to achieve some humanness through its behavior patterns. It was important to give the impression that the monster is somewhat clumsy, like when it misses its footing or rolls down the slope when it first attacks people. So I wanted it to be clumsy and violent and even hysterical, a character without charisma. Not like Hannibal Lecter, who's full of charisma in The Silence of the Lambs, but like Steve Buscemi in Fargo. Actually, my creature designer and myself often thought of Steve Buscemi while working on the design, end quote. Furthermore, the director gave the creature modelers and animators pictures of Steve Buscemi as a visual reference. And while the resemblance between the two is hardly uncanny, it's a fine demonstration of the abstract processes which go into designing movie monsters. 
Still, abstract or not, if I was Steve Buscemi, I think I'd be calling up June Ho and having some words. Number two, The Babadook was inspired by a 1927 Lon Chaney movie. Though 2014's Aussie art house horror film The Babadook might not be on the blockbuster level of some of the other films on this list, the titular pale top hat wearing monster is nevertheless one of the most memorably creepy horror movie antagonists of the last decade. But writer-director Jennifer Kent had some inspiration from a movie released almost 90 years prior, that being the Lon Chaney starring 1927 horror film London After Midnight. In this flick, Chaney plays a pale sharp toothed top hat wearing entity billed simply as the man in the beaver hat, and the visual similarity between it and the Babadook is unmistakable. Now admittedly, Kent has freely admitted to the borrowing, and considering that the last known print of Cheney's movie was sadly lost in the 1965 MGM vault fire, it's almost as though she's helping keep the character's likeness alive by inserting it into her own contemporary movie, and quite brilliantly as well. Number 1. The Dark Crystal Skeksis were based on a Lewis Carroll illustration. Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal has enjoyed a well-earned resurgence in popularity with the recent release of the brilliant Netflix series. But back when Henson was designing the villainous Skeksis, he modelled them after the Seven Deadly Sins. And because he settled on featuring ten of them in the movie, he had a few of the sins double up. But Henson was also inspired by Leonard Lubin's illustration of Lewis Carroll's poem, The Pigtail, which depicted two crocodiles behaving like humans in a bathroom. Henson immediately fell in love with the idea of reptilian creatures acting as human conquerors, and initially named the Skeksis Reptus. The final design of the Skeksis retains much of that reptilian quality, especially in the face, even if Henson clearly ran with that idea and made the creatures so much more than a mere imitation. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.